the Texans are being brought in on at least one lawsuit. I'm sure they thought they were done with Watson. They got their three first-round picks. He's Cleveland's problem now, but not so fast. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I'm Andrew Brandt. We're produced by Brian Neal, music producer Sam Brandt. You hear his sounds under us, my son. And, of course, we're presented, as always, by DraftKings. You know me. I'm on Instagram, Andrew Brandt 2, doing some reels now. The newsletter, andrew-brandt.com. If you're not getting it, it's free. Your inbox every Sunday, Twitter, Andrew Brandt. And, of course, you know my column at Sports Illustrated and my work at Villanova. But I'm very proud of this podcast, absolutely. And you know where we're going today on the Brant's Rants edition. It kind of has been a favorite topic over the past weeks because it's hitting a crescendo right now. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson, the process, what's likely to happen, where it's going. We're also going to talk about the continuing stonewalling by Commander's owner Dan Snyder. And I got some other stuff we'll throw in there in this Brant's Rants potpourri edition the business of sports. So we're in the quote unquote dead period of the NFL, but it's certainly not dead when it comes to discipline. It comes to my area, which is always as busy or busier most of the time than the season. So that's what happens with me when the guys are not playing or practicing. That's when it gets busy in my world contracts. We'll talk about one today and also discipline. So as we speak, as I record this Tuesday afternoon, June 28th, there is a hearing going on. It may have ended, but it's going on today. And that is the disciplinary hearing for Deshaun Watson. We have talked about Deshaun Watson now for 16 months in terms of his behavior, seeking out massage for more than massage, reaching out to masseuse massage therapists or even not licensed massage therapists for massage through Instagram. All the reporting about the lawsuits, 24 lawsuits, 20 have settled for remaining. There may be more. There likely will be more, more lawyers, more lawsuits. And the Houston Texans now part of one of the lawsuits, at least one, for their arrangement and their facilitation of the place where massage was given to Deshaun Watson that allegedly resulted in a sexual assault. This is going on. So let me take you inside the hearing. The NFLPA representing Watson, along with Jeffrey Kessler, who's been a thorn in the side of management for years, are arguing his side. The NFL is argued by their lawyers for their side. Their side is pretty simplistic. This is a egregious act of, dis- of misconduct over a long period of time, multiple, multiple offenses. They are asking per multiple multiple reports, sorry to keep using that word multiple, they're asking for a minimum year indefinite suspension. Again, the NFL is asking Judge Robinson in this disciplinary hearing for a minimum of one year and an indefinite suspension so that after a year, he would apply for reinstatement. If they look back on the year, there were no, no more reaching out on Instagram for quote-unquote, massages, no more bad behavior. They would let him back after a year. The NFL, PA, and Watson side are arguing, according to reports, that, yes, there's player precedent for a lot of games of discipline for sexual misconduct, even one time. There's the player side, which doesn't look good for Watson because one or two times resulting in six to eight game suspension is not good for 24 allegations. But what about the owners? 
That's what we're hearing. They're going to say, what about the owners? What about Robert Kraft having similar behavior in Florida last year, a couple of years ago? What about Jerry Jones? We've heard about behavior like this from him. Not assault, but behavior with women. And of course, his top lieutenant, a settlement for peeping Tom behavior with the cheerleaders earlier this year. And of course, what about Daniel Snyder? Not only toxic workplace, but groping his own allegations of sexual misconduct. We'll see. Judge Sue Robinson's a former federal judge from Delaware, and she's going to say, well, we'll see. Is she going to accept the argument that, yeah, these owners, they didn't get hurt too much in this. Maybe we'll factor that into his discipline. Or is she going to say, yeah, that's a little bit different. We're not sure. We're going to focus on the player discipline, and that certainly would warrant a year plus. Now, on the owner's side, the NFL could say, hey, Daniel Snyder, I know we talk about him, and he's our next rant. He did get suspended a year. He was taken away from team operations for a year. That's being done by his wife, Tanya Snyder, during this whole time. Now, is that really the case? We're not sure. There's been some pictures of Snyder at public events. We don't know. But... They could argue that, plus a $10 million fine. And the maximum fine for Watson, the way the contract's structured, as I've talked about before, it's just the salary subject to suspension forfeiture of $1 million. That's all he'd lose compared to Snyder, $10 million. So we'll see. Um, As we know, the process is different than in the past. The past has always been that famous phrase about Roger Goodell, judge, jury, and executioner. Is that the case now? Well... He's not the judge or jury, but he is the appellate judge. So whatever discipline that Judge Sue Robinson comes up to, it can be appealed to Judge Goodell, who is above appellate judge, Supreme Court judge, compared to Judge Robinson. He can affirm that discipline. If it's long, he likely will. He can adjust that discipline. So he is the ultimate arbiter still, despite this talk about Yeah, we've got a different system right now. He is still the arbiter. So we'll see where it goes. It's happening today, maybe into tomorrow. Hopefully Judge Robinson will decide soon. Then we appeal to Judge Goodell. But I think we'll know this before training camp because it's up to Goodell. And that's what the owners in the league wants to know. Is this kind of going to be out for the year? Listen, I've said it. I've been consistent. I don't see how he plays this year in a league trying to appeal to women, what's going on with other situations, what's going on in Congress, which I'll talk about in a minute. This is a problem for Roger Goodell. He has got to kick this guy off the field for a year. Now, what does that mean for the Browns? Well, you know, whatever. The Browns went into this eyes open. The Browns aren't looking around and seeing these new reports of bad behavior saying, oh, we didn't know about that. Come on. The Browns knew. And I've been hard on the Browns. I get it, you know, but the fact is he was in demand. I get it for teams bidding. And everyone's going to curse the Browns in contract negotiations for Lamar Jackson, for Joe Joe Burrow. Uh, This is going to be a situation where that contract is going to be precedent. Now, it's up to the teams to explain it away and say that was an outlier, that he had teams bidding for himself, all those kind of things. Now, The last point on Watson in the lawsuits outside of the disciplinary is the Texans. The Texans are being brought in on at least one lawsuit. And this is curious to me because there's this, you know, I'm sure they thought they were done with Watson. They got their three first round picks. He's Cleveland's problem now, but not so fast 
because Tony Busby, the lawyer, and at least one allegation has said, hey, we're suing the Texans. And the theory would be they arranged for and provided for the hotel room or room whereupon massage was given to Deshaun Watson that turned into misconduct and or assault. So this is the theory of suing the Texans. Listen, I think the Texans have to answer some things going on here. I understand you make allowances for superstars. That's what happens. You do that. But, but, what'd they do? They paid for rooms? Did they pay for rooms? Did they pay for massage rooms? They pay for services? What did they do? And the NFL might look into this. My salary camp antenna went up. Sure. Are they paying for this? You can't pay for anything outside the contract. It's cap violation. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens on that end too. So let's leave it there. Watson hearing today, Judge Robinson, NFLPA arguing, let's look at the owners, NFL arguing, let's look at the players. We want a year plus and we'll see where it goes. I think they could still settle at a year if Watson's side would do that. I think the league would do that. Like no indefinite, just a year. And then we'll see what happens. Okay, my next rant is about Daniel Snyder. We just talked about him, the Washington owner. He has made this calculation over the past couple of weeks that he is better off ducking Congress in any way he can and incurring the wrath of that rather than incurring the wrath and, and incurring the wrath of all of us saying, what a jerk, he's ducking Congress. Goodell's doing his dirty work. Goodell's earning his money, giving him a solid, answering these questions for him while he's too put out in the south of France to take care of things even by Zoom. Well, here we are. He has ducked again. The subpoena has been issued. Subpoena reportedly has been, what's the word? Refused. <laughs> Just I didn't know. I mean, I don't know subpoena law. I don't know if you can refuse a subpoena. It doesn't sound like it. And then we have a statement from his side saying, no, no, he's not ducking a subpoena. He's trying to deal dates. They go, only gave him one date, the 30th of June. He, he can't do that, or his lawyer can't do that out of the country. So he seems like he's running the clock, right? Seems like he's just running the clock. Till when? I don't know. Till they get a new Congress committee, till more of the committee is, is more empathetic to him, as you saw during the, the Goodell answering these questions. It's a different world for this guy. Uh, you know, we'll see. I think Daniel Snyder has to answer for his concerns in some, for these issues in some way or the other. Um, this is something that's been going on with him for a while. And everyone keeps asking me, can they get rid of him? He's protected. You know, commissioner answers questions for him. Owners don't say anything. And listen, as for the owners, two things. Number one, they don't want anyone checking into their skeletons in their closet. So they're not going to force them out. The other thing is the business aspect of this. And one of my uh, weekly meeting guys that I do, by the way, you can join at andrew-brandt.com slash SBL. I have a weekly meeting with the Sports Business League. But shout out to him. He, he sort of said this, a guy named Zach, and he's probably right. Listen, these guys are spending billions of dollars. We just saw $4.65 billion going into the Denver Broncos. Now, these owners aren't going to spend billions of dollars thinking that, hey, if you look into my skeletons, my closet, if I treat someone the wrong way, I'm going to be kicked out. Come on. You know, this is a business. You don't want to tell your future business partners who are going to pay billions. Now the standard is set $4 billion plus for these franchises that, hey, by the way, 
we don't like something, you can get kicked out. That's just not going to happen. So again, think about the business aspects of kicking someone out. I do not think Snyder's going to get kicked out. I do not think they're counting votes. I think this is, he continues to be protected. So sorry, friends and family from my hometown of Washington, D.C., where I, where, where I was yesterday. It's not happening. <laughs> He's still going to be your owner. Okay. Back to the rants in a minute. First, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. It's epic night coming up. UFC 276. We got two titles online. So you can get in with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any of those fighters and uh, to win, get $100 in free bets, win or lose. Whether it's a victory, KO, submission, or decision, you win no matter what. And with, Draft, and with DraftKings, the same game parlays, you can turn another small bet into a big payday, like multiple bets, like which fighter will win, number of knockouts, all those kind of things. UFC 276, same game parlay. If it hits, you win double. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS, R-S-S, bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code ROSS this Saturday. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, we're back, and we're back talking about that same team, the Washington Commanders. News broke just before this podcast. Terry McLaurin getting a new deal. Looks like 71 over three for the extension years. Not quite the $25 million in the extension years that A.J. Brown got, but more on him in a minute. This continues the biggest store of the offseason, in my mind, the transformation of the wide receiver marketplace. It has happened. Started with Christian Kirk in free agency, then Devontae, then Tyreek. And then A.J. Brown was the big one because before A.J. Brown, it would be tough for a guy in a rookie contract like McLaren to argue, hey, I need a big deal. Because what we've seen is that Tyreek and Devontae and Christian Kirk were different levels in their careers. Devontae and, Christian, and Tariq had already had veteran deals. Christian Kirk's a free agent. So you can't really argue that. But if you're McLaren and you see A.J. Brown, like, hey, that's my guy. That's my class. I should get that. Because A.J. Brown wasn't in a veteran deal. It was in a rookie deal. He gets the $25 million a year for the extension years. And I'm sure their commanders are cursing the Eagles all the way to the bank because they have to pay up for Terry McLaurin based on what A.J. Brown did. So now we have this continued transformation of the wide receiver marketplace from a high of, figure, you know, whatever, 18 to 20 a year, now 23 to 26 a year. And we've seen it again, Christian Kirk, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, and A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin, the rookie deal guys. And McLaurin, you know, again, what are the, what are the commanders going to do? The market's out there. A.J. Brown set it for that class, same class, and they're all getting deals. Now wait and see if Debo Samuel gets a new deal because he has every right to, same class as those guys. Now his issues were supposedly deeper than the money with San Francisco, but we're going to see what happens with that one. Other rants I'll hit quickly, the Live Golf Tour. We have this battle for the top golfers now, two tours. I've talked about this. This is happening now where – you have a rival tour that has more assets than the legacy tour. When has this ever happened? Oh, my God. You have a legacy traditional tour, which would be like a legacy traditional sports league, 
all of a sudden facing a league with more assets, with more funding. And now the first US, US uh, event is happening this weekend outside Portland, Oregon. I read that the Portland, uh, the, the homeowners around there, the, the club members of Pumpkin Ridge Golf Course are upset about this. Uh, Senator from Oregon, Ron Wyde, is making some strident comments about the live tour and the Saudi money. It's always going to be lumped in with Saudis and whatever connotations that brings. That's just the way it is. But now we have Brooks Kepka on there. Bryson DeChambeau is making his debut on the tour this weekend. Yes, it's not it's not regular golf. It's not four rounds. It's three rounds. It's not the same cut. It's not cut golf. It's different. But they're making a splash week after week after week, and the PJs has to respond. I continue to say the PJ is better off working with them than against them. We'll see if that happens. Um, what else out there? Major League Baseball opens up a new category and allowing teams to have sponsorships. What's the category? Cannabis. Cannabis. Major League Baseball, the old state legacy sport, they're the first movers, the first adapters to allow cannabis, cannabis as sponsors, as long as it doesn't get into the THC, the psychoactive property there. That's happening. I thought that was interesting to see. Now, they're the first. Uh, so this is similar to what's going on with sports betting. You know, remember, it was so taboo, so taboo, so taboo. Now it's out. And now they're making sponsorships. The NFL, they did a new deal with uh, they've done hard liquor. Now they have a, a wine deal, E.J. Gallo, their official wine. So what we're seeing is societal changes, and I don't get into politics here because so much is going on outside our world, but societal changes are really uh, making us examine sports as well. And we have sports sponsorships were taboo in alcohol. They were taboo in wine. They were taboo in cannabis. That's categories opened up because – Owners want to look under every rock for the best available sponsorship category to make some revenue. So they're going to look under every rock and they're going to try to find it. Um, so that's where we are. Cannabis, Major League Baseball, cannabis. And then the last thing is speaking of sponsorships, crypto seems to be in a bit of a dive. You know, we've talked about crypto, the new sponsor for the Miami Heat Arena, FTX, the new sponsor for the former Staples Center in L.A., Crypto.com, Coinbase, big deal with the NBA. They're shut, they're they're laying off people and they're not doing new sponsorships. Now, I don't tend to react one way or the other. When it was going crazy, I wasn't reacting. When it's going downhill, I'm not reacting. Could be a momentary blip, but it's just something to note that crypto is not what it used to be when I say used to like a year ago or like six months ago. So that's where we are with crypto and cannabis and wine. By the way, a new, a new pizza deal. Caesars is now Little Caesars. Now the official pizza of the NFL. They out pizza the hut, replacing Pizza Hut. So that's out there as well. All right, some little news and notes after we got back, got behind some of the, the bigger news for the brand rants. That'll do it. I hope you enjoy those branch rants. Again, follow me on Instagram, AndrewBrandt2 for the reels I'm doing. Andrew Brandt on Twitter, andrew-brandt.com newsletter, andrew-brandt.com slash SPL for daily videos and weekly meetings. And of course, 
If you like the podcast, give us a good rating. Share this podcast with a friend if you would. I'd really appreciate it if you did that. If you want to support the podcast, my Venmo is Andrew-Brand-20. We're produced by Brian Neal, musical producer Sam Brandt. You hear the music under us. And we'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.